Points up, everybody. I see it. I see it going. I am live on Periscope, DLive, Facebook. YouTube should be connecting shortly. Yes, you are there. And Twitch, of course, thehakereport.com slash show. And you can call in. Some of you already have. It's 888-775-3773. It's Tuesday, August 18th, 2020. Live at 9.03 a.m. here in Los Angeles, using multi-stream, restream.io. It's a great place from which you can stream to multiple different channels for a fee, for a fee. Some of it is free, actually. But if you want to be on YouTube and Facebook, especially Facebook, they make you pay. Anyways, guys, I have quite a show for you. And let's get ready for it. Get pumped. You can also podcast my show afterwards on live, on uh, audio podcast platforms. Your favorite audio co- podcast platforms. Let me know if I'm on if I'm not on one that you like, but I should be on all pretty much all of them. All right, guys, let's get started. Nice. One, two, three, four. Oh. Another beautiful August day. It's pretty, it's not too hot right now. Some of you guys are going through a heat wave. I heard that in Death Valley it was 130 degrees the other day. Man, that's brutal. The hottest place that I've been knowingly, I've been to Death Valley but not in the dead of heat. But the hottest place I've knowingly been, well Vegas was pretty hot. You step out of the car if it's an air-conditioned car. And it feels like you're stepping into an oven. <laughs> you ever open an oven and feel the heat blast? That's what it felt like when I was a kid, passing through Vegas, Las Vegas, that is, for the first time as a seven or eight year old. I think I was seven, or maybe six going on seven. That was interesting. We only went there to go to the uh, buffet. My family, we're not sinners like that. <laughs> But um, then I went to further than Las Vegas, further from Los Angeles than Las Vegas, an hour further into Willow Beach, Arizona, right on the Colorado River into the canyon. And by the way, and that down there is, it gets hotter and hotter and hotter. I went there one time, like before the 4th of July, for the 4th of July weekend, a few years back, and we were driving down into the canyon off of the highway. Just an hour past Vegas, and down, 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 down towards the river, right? And it was nighttime, and it was getting hotter and hotter and hotter. <laughs> My friend slept in the car while he had it running with the AC blowing on him, and then I slept under the stars with no blanket, no nothing, just, uh, just on a tarp. With, um, of course, I was wearing clothes, but it was, it, I don't think it got... I think late in the night it got below 90. <laughs> but anyways, guys, there I wanted to cover before I get to calls and some of you are already on hold. Hang tight, guys. 888-775-3773.
You know, there was a crazy attack on a dude. I think it might, was that, was that attack in Portland, Oregon? That BLM where they kicked the guy's head like a soccer ball, according to, I saw a Lock Your Doors tweet about it. I'm not going to play the clip for you. I don't want to show it. I halfway didn't even want to look at it just because I already know what's happening. I already know. You know, I don't, I don't need to be looking at that stuff. But there was a crazy viral moment where some dude, he gets pulled out of a car or something like that. Was it the same incident where he was helping a transgender person? <laughs> yeah, and he gets himself beat up. Jesse Lee Peterson covered it early in his show today. The Jesse Lee Peterson Show. JesseLeePeterson.com slash show. And uh, some might say that's what you get. You know, you're going into enemy territory. It doesn't take much street sense or much sense at all to know that these people are violent. But did they pull him out of that truck? Um, I don't know. It reminds me sort of of Reginald Denny. Reginald Denny was a trucker or something like that, in Los Angeles during the L.A. riots, which is after, I guess, the cops got off after the beating of Rodney King, which was, you know, I don't know if they went overboard, but it was more warranted than the mainstream media or the blacks want to let on, the blacks who are into this black stuff, let on. But they rioted and looted. There were a whole lot of Hispanics looting. During the early 90s, with this Rodney King riot, and Rodney King being a criminal who ran from the cops, he was high and resisted arrest, big guy, hard to contain, crackhead, he ended up dying in his pool, it's crazy. I think he, I think he got married, or was gonna get married to a juror, or something like that. Um, Beers723 on Periscope says, you should show stuff like that so people can see what is happening to people. Just a thought. Yeah, sometimes I do show it, but I I just didn't feel like it today, right? I think Jesse Lee Peterson covered it, right? Did he play the clip? Yeah. They, according to Lock Your Door on Twitter, follow him at Sugar Pill Killer, I think. He, um, said that they kicked the dude's head like a soccer ball, and I think, is he unconscious like in a coma or something. It's crazy. Still. So, I just wanted to mention it, and I'm going to mention some black-on-white crime stats and versus white-on-black versus black-on-black versus white-on-white. It's just stats that I've gathered over the years when I was a producer for the Jesse Lee Peterson show from dating all the way back as early as 2004 on up to through 2018. Stuff really hasn't changed much. If anything, honestly, guys, it has gotten worse. You know, people say, oh, crime has gone down. Yeah, in the early 90s, crime was, like, way out of control. But now they've made everybody, like, instead of violent criminals, they're, like, medicated homosexuals. You know what I mean? Like, they've gone more female, thinking that that's the solution. But you're only trading one problem, which is murders, for another problem, which is... uh, an unproductive society, uh, even more unproductive and more immoral female-minded society, right? And violence is female-minded, and so is their false female-minded solution to the violence. And by female-minded, I mean, like, treating symptoms with more problems rather than treating the root issue, which 
Jesse Lee Peterson does through getting people to get over, telling people to get over their anger and showing them how to do it. Yeah, by the way, the individual crime might be so-called down, but the riots are nationwide and the crime is spiking. And the cops are getting more and more hamstrung, hands tied behind their backs. And the cops are getting more and more liberal, corrupted, all that stuff. So crime is spiking thanks to, you know, liberalism. That's what, what caused it to spike in the first place, honestly. Um, I saw this headline, 50 people shot in Chicago. Jason Lee Peterson tweeted it out. I saw a Fox News headline yesterday, and I didn't mention it yesterday. So I Googled it, and by the way, I know I shouldn't be using Google. Stop Googling. <laughs> Stop Googling. Google is a search platform, right? You're not supposed to use it. You should use DuckDuckGo.com, guys. DuckDuckGo, but, you know, old habits die hard. So I googled 50 shot in Chicago, and Google is, of course, censoring Breitbart. And Breitbart is, you know, center, maybe center right, sometimes center left outlet. They're very centrist. <laughs> and they're, but they're called far right, right? Because they're not with the Democrats, generally. At all, really. And the Democrats are extreme far left, but they pretend, you know, they have the mainstream media. The mainstream media are a bunch of Democrats. And so they pretend like they're centrist and stuff like that. It's so fake. It's so distorted. But um, I googled 50 shot in Chicago and found various headlines, but not from this past weekend. It was from three different recent re weekends. I saw something like 64 shot uh, back in July 13th. At least 50, 64 sh shot so far in Chicago weekend shootings. That was a July 13th CBS headline. And then uh, July 20th, the following weekend, Chicago weekend shootings, 70 shot, 10 fatally citywide. And then Chicago Tribune, 50 shot in Chicago over Memorial Day weekend, which was May 27th, which was the weekend that that one guy got uh, himself killed by overdosing and then freaking out and all that stuff. I'm referring to George Floyd. And... Um, <sighs> So I wouldn't even find what I was looking for because Google is censoring, and I've seen this, you know, Google is censoring Breitbart. So I finally found this Breitbart headline. At least 50 shot five fatally over the weekend in Mayor Lightfoot's Chicago. Yep. And that was reported the 17th of August, which was Monday, yesterday. And so with this crazy attack on the white dude... Got his head kicked like a soccer ball, and hard. And he was beaten also. <laughs> yeah, by the way, Lori Lightfoot is not what they call, I don't use this term, but they use this term, eye candy. Eye candy. She's not eye candy. Put it that way. <laughs> she is not a looker, which I don't use the term, but other people use the term. You know, people were... People didn't used to be so, like, soft on crime, soft, you know, female-minded. They, they, they complain that, you know, whites with the opioid epidemic is similar to blacks with the crack epidemic. 
No, it's not. It's completely different situations. One, the opioids are killing the people. It's not the crack itself that was killing the people, but the murders related to the drug deals. Right? Am I right? I'm pretty sure that that's right. It was murders uh, that were driving the violent crime and the crack epidemic. The deaths. Yeah, Joe from Phoenix, Arizona. A total snake, a total rhino black, black guy who's voted for Obama, not voting for Trump. Um, he brought up the fact that Drug crime is violent crime. So in a sense, these people, all these whites who are dying of the opioid epidemic, you know, they're getting hooked on opioids, they're overdosing on opioids. I know of somebody who overdosed. Pretty young lady. I think she might have been younger than me. Died, overdosed. And, I, and I'm sure some, many of you may know people who've overdosed. Crazy situation. But total, completely different situation, too. Different times. The mindset is, oh, let's not crack down on the people taking the drugs. Let's crack down on the companies who are advertising these drugs. Um, yeah, we, I guess if they're fraudulently advertising, right? And if they're in bed with the government, let's get them out of bed with the government, these pharmaceutical companies or whatever. Sure. But the mindset is so totally soft on the, they call these people who overdose victims. Victims of their own selves, really. Unless they're, you know, children or whatever, who, who got hooked on it by their parents or whoever. Yeah, you could say victims of the doctors if they're children. If they're adults, they're not victims. But back in the 90s, we were, we were a little smarter, tougher. Even the black so-called leaders, which there weren't leaders, wanted the police to crack down on the crime because blacks were suffering from the crime. It's crazy. So, completely different situation. They're pretending that, oh, whites are getting the soft hand today, whereas blacks got the hard hand today. Classic example of racism. Stupid. Anyways, um, before I get to calls, I have several screenshots worth of uh, violent crime statistics from most of them are from 2008, which was the last year before the Obama administration took over under Attorney General Eric Holder. And they quit counting interracial violent crime. And this was during when I was producer, right? I was mostly producer during the Obama administration. So these are old stats, but they're not that old. And they're pretty representative of what's still going on today. And actually, it's probably worse. Because the aggression, the anger, unfounded anger towards whites by blacks has only been encouraged by the likes of Obama, Black Lives Matter, Al Sharpton, um, all the young black radicals, and the so-called Christians and stuff. And now the white kiss-up simps, right? So, this is from, this is violent crime including robbery, assault, rape, sexual assault from the DOJ, the Department of Justice, Bureau of Justice Statistics. Criminal Victimization Survey in the United States, 2008. I first learned about this stuff from the Jesse Lee Peterson show, from uh, Jesse Lee Peterson's st staff. They know that black-on-white crime is way out of proportion to white-on-black, right? And then I looked it up for myself. I found The Color of Crime by Jared Taylor's group, Ameri Amren, American Renaissance. And then I'm like, but I want to look it up for myself. Not that I had any doubt about Jared Taylor's work or the, the guy that he commissioned his work. 
because he wouldn't get it wrong because he's just a a facts type of guy. He's prized he prides himself on being accurate. But look at this. This is from the Criminal Victimization Survey in the United States, 2008, Table 42, page 55. It's the percent distribution of single offender victimizations by type of crime, race of victim, and perceived race of offender. So this is these victims saying what happened to them, right? And by the way, the white population was 197 million white non-Hispanics, about 63% of the population, or 220 million whites if you include, include the so-called white Hispanics, <laughs> which is about five times the size of the black population, 39 to 42 million blacks, including mixed-race blacks, which is 13 to 14% of the population. So here's completed violence in 2008. White on black crime, 30,557 white on black completed violent crimes, according to the victims, right? Black on white, 137,068. 137,068, 137, divided by 30. 4.5 times as much black on white crimes. Raw numbers, according to the victims, right? Black on white, then white on black. You get that? White on white crimes were 479,000, which is, you know, a lot, right? Victim rate, 243 per per 100,000. Black on black crimes, 140,042. Victim rate, 333 per 100,000. So they're even more likely to attack each other. Blacks committed 4.5 times as many crimes of violence against whites as whites committed against blacks. Therefore, blacks were 21 times as likely per capita to attack whites as whites were to attack blacks. That means you run into a random black, they're 21 times as likely to attack you as if a a black runs into a random white. They're 21 times less likely to attack the black. Interesting, huh? So that's, uh, here's robbery. Robbery from 2008. White on black, about 7,000 white on black incidents of robbery. Black on white, about 70,000 incidents. Ten times as many incidents of robbery, black on white, than white on black. And that's raw numbers. That doesn't account for the population difference. White on white, 90,000. Black on black, 60,000, roughly. Uh, White on white victimization was 46 per 100,000. Black on black victimization of robbery, 138 per 100,000. That is roughly three times as likely to attack, to rob each other. Blacks were three, roughly three times as likely to rob each other. And roughly, what is that, 47 times as likely to rob whites than whites were to rob blacks? So you run in, no wonder the white women are clutching their purse. Men, getting all offended because white women clutching their purse. Aggravated assault, 2008. White on black, 15,000 aggravated assaults. That's too many. Black on white, 76,000? What is that? Five, hold on. 15 divided by 75. Oops. Yeah, that's about five times as many aggravated assaults. White on white, 270,000. Black on black, uh, 65,000. And uh, if per capita, blacks were still more likely to do, do aggravated assault on each other. 24 times as likely blacks were to commit aggravated assault against whites as whites were against blacks. Rape or sexual assault. (laughs) 
This one is funny. Um, 2008. And this might have been why Obama stopped counting it, or Eric Holder, his wingman, the attorney general. White on black incidents, zero. Black on white, 19,293. Rapes or sexual assault. And I get it, maybe a few of those white women were, were lying. <laughs> Who knows, right? Maybe a few. <laughs> uh, white on white, rapes or sexual assaults. And we all know that sometimes women lie. Blacks lie too. Uh, occasionally you'll find a white man lying. 88,000, over 200 million whites, by the way. Victim rate, 44 per 100,000. Black on black, 34,800. And there's under 40 million blacks, right? A victim rate of 87 per 100,000. So roughly, blacks were twice as likely, allegedly, to commit rape or sexual assault on one another than whites were against one another. But they're pretending that the whites are the rapists, especially child rapists, which is not true. And I told you, as I mentioned, the Bureau of Justice Statistics in the Department of Justice, they stopped publishing its table on interracial violent crime after 2008. Not coincidentally, the 2009 was when Obama and Eric Holder took office. And some of them said, oh, it's because the rapes and sexual assault the sample sizes were too small to be statistically reliable. But there are other crimes that were, you know, reliable estimates. And that's from Heather MacDonald in National Review. Yes, National Review is a rhino outlet, but she is um, pretty honest and straightforward as far as getting the stats out. And that was in an article that she wrote in July 2015, The Shameful Liberal Exploitation of the Charleston Massacre. The Charleston Massacre was when Dylan Roof shot up the blacks at the church. So then I look up murder, because that was the DOJ talking about non-fatal crimes, right? So I look up murder. I looked up murder from 2011, 2013, 2014, 2015, and I even looked up 2018 just before I came on. Because I was producer during these, well, during 2013, 2014, 2015. And year after year, there's more than twice as many whites murdered by blacks as there were blacks murdered by whites. That means blacks were nearly like 10, 11 times more likely to kill whites as whites were to kill blacks. Year after year. And it hasn't changed. So you can say, oh, 2008, 2015, that's five years ago, as if it's changed. You know, um, so, I, so I looked up more murders. Let me just take you straight to 2018. Expanded homicide data table six of 2018 from the FBI. And the FBI is not uh, complete. It is not, um, they only get, you know, the big cities. So it may not be completely accurate. John R. Lott Jr. is more accurate than the FBI. So um, go to the next slide. In uh, 2018, white on black murders, 234. White offender rate, 0.1% per 100,000 whites in the country, right? I mean, 0.1 in 100,000. Uh, the victimization rate, they usually count per 100,000 people, right? So per 100,000 people, 
per 100,000. Black on white, 514. Black offender rate, 1.2 per 100,000 blacks. 1.2 per 100,000. So 0.1 per 100,000, 1.2 per 100,000. That means blacks were 10 to 11 to maybe even 12 times as likely to kill whites as vice versa. And the offender rate is one per, more than one per 100,000. That's, that means that you run into a random black, they're 10 times as likely to kill you as a black running into a random white. White on white, 2,677. Victim rate, 1.4 per 100,000 whites. 100,000 whites, 1.4 got killed by other whites. Black on black, 2,600. Very comparable to the white on white crime. A little bit fewer, but consider that the black population is a fifth the size of the white population. So the victim rate is 6.2 per 100,000 from 2018. That means blacks were 4.5 times as likely to kill a black as a white was to kill a white. And a black was 10 times as likely to kill a white as vice versa. Like I said, 197 million whites, 42 million blacks. And then I look up juveniles because they talk about, you know, Arnie Duncan. You, may, you guys may not be familiar with Arnie Duncan. He used to be the leader of, what, um, the Department of Education or something like that under Obama. And he talked about how all these suspensions, they're targeting black people. They cannot, and students of color. That's because they are more out of control. Here's the juvenile delinquency office, the U.S. DOJ. Department of Justice, Office of Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention. Did you know that the federal government has an Office of Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention? It seems like that should be a local issue, but they document it. And so they've been documenting it since 1980 because it's been a problem, right? Through 2012 from the National Center of Juvenile Justice. So these are stats from 2012, right? which it hasn't changed much, right? But this is around the time that Arnie Duncan was pretending that blacks are victims of discrimination by the teachers. Murder and non-negligent manslaughter arrests of youth ages 10 to 17. 10. He's just a child. Trayvon Martin was 17. Just a child. Murder and non-negligent negligent manslaughter arrests, right? Whites. The white arrest rate. For these children, children, oh, 1.3 per 100,000. That's too many. So in a million, they're going to arrest 13 whites. But amongst a million blacks, they're going to arrest 69 blacks. What the heck? That means black youth were nearly six times as likely as whites to be arrested for murder. Ages 10 to 17. Forcible rape arrests. They stopped calling it forcible rape because now it is called date rape rape. I don't know. All that stuff. They come up with something called date rape where you give them a drug or you just, I don't know. She says no, but no means yes. All that stuff. Uh, forcible rape arrests. Whites, 6.4 per 100,000 includes white Hispanics, by the way. Blacks, 15.4 per 100,000. So six whites per 100,000. More than 15 uh, blacks per 100,000. Blacks youths were more than twice as likely to, as, as whites, to be arrested for forcible rape. 
Robbery. Whites, 24.6 per 100,000. Blacks, 270 per 100,000. <laughs> Black youth were more than 11 times as likely as whites to be arrested for robbery, yet they pretend it's racist to follow me around in the store. That's crazy. Uh, aggravated assault arrests. Whites, 78, nearly 80 per 100,000, including white Hispanics, right? Blacks, so compare 78, 79 per 100,000 to 283 per 100,000. Black youth were over 3.5 times as likely as whites to be arrested for assault. And the American Indians and the Asians uh, were a little bit better than the whites. Well, the Asians are a lot better than the whites. They get away with their stuff. They're sneaky. <laughs> they do white-collar crime. Oh, man. And that's enough for now. Maybe later I'll get into the law enforcement officers feloniously killed and some information from Dr. John R. Lott Jr., Ph.D., and Heather MacDonald, who's another good researcher and an honest journalist. In comparison to the so-called criminologists, if you hear somebody is called a criminologist, just know that they are generally liberal and have an agenda to keep their liberal, cushy job. Usually they work at a university. And they want to be in the media, media-friendly. Sometimes they like to write articles in Washington, compost. And so criminologists, they're just the same as academics. And academics are dishonest people. But Heather McDonald, honest person in terms of this crime stuff. She's good on the Me Too movement, too, by the way. And uh, she's been on Tucker multiple times. And she's been on the Jesse Lee Peterson show. Look up The War on Cops, Heather MacDonald, Jesse Lee Peterson. M-A-C, new word, Donald. Evgeny Crosby, 2020. But, you know, you don't even need these stats to know. Just look around, like, who's committing the crimes? Whose communities are torn apart? It's... Anyways, it's obvious, right? Evgeny Crosby 2020 gave a diamond and said, Stop driving in those areas. No dealing with thugs. Very true. Referring to that guy who's got his head kicked. I want to say kicked in. I don't know if it was kicked in, but kicked hard. Um, <laughs> Joe Maddox gave a diamond. Use Google, read Drudge, you get what you deserve. Referring to me. <laughs> I look at, you know, I look at a DuckDuckGo. When I want unbiased search results, you know, and I also look at revolver.news and <laughs> anyways, you know me, Joe Maddock. Thank you for the subscriptions, by the way. Appreciate the gifted subscriptions on dlive.tv slash the Hague Report. Joe Maddock gave another diamond. Obama's, the Obamas live in a 90% white town. Hillary's is 96% white. And that probably includes... White non-Christians is my guess, but whites in general, much lower crime. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. <laughs> John WX15 gave a diamond and said, B on B killing, black on black killing, like 90 going north, and abortion, wow. Yeah, I have abortion numbers. I don't have them for you today, but uh, the black females were like more than three times as likely to kill their children in the womb. As the, as the white females. Although, you know, there is this contraception thing and the morning after pill. The morning after pill is an abortion pill, by the way. Some of you guys dispute that for some reason. 
but it is an abortion pill. It kills the baby in the womb. Uh, so maybe some of those abortions by the white women, and of course by the blacks and the illegals and Hispanics, are not documented. But it is way out of control. And, and that's not the problem. That's a symptom. That is a symptom of many, including out of sex out of wedlock and all that stuff. Joe Maddox says, to summarize, blacks are 10 to 100 times more violent than whites. Yeah. Stats don't matter to libs because 1 plus 1 equals 5, says John WX15. Yeah, true. It's so funny because Trump doesn't fall for this, you know, this, oh, the Black Lives Matter, blacks are getting killed by police. He's like, so are white people. So are white people. More white people. And is, he's right. And then the, the snobby, lying journalists say, well, actually, they're, they're twice as likely to get killed by population. But not mentioned is the fact that they're like four, five, six times as likely to attack cops or have run-ins with police because they're committing more crimes. So it's so dishonest, you know, the, the so-called journalists. Yeah, more cop interaction. If you compare the cop interactions, I think that whites are more likely to get killed. Ugh, crazy. Um, let me quickly get to some calls. You guys have been on hold forever. And by the way, um, in church with Jesse Lee Peterson, and I think he mentioned on, it on Monday, and I don't know if he mentioned it on the show, but California is set to pass the nation's first wealth tax, and it's going to follow people who move out of the state. Jesse said for 10 years, you could, if you move out of California because it's, the taxes are too high and the, it's not business friendly and all that stuff, you still have to pay taxes to California if this law passes. Just greedy, selfish, money-grubbing, freaky Democrats in uh, California. Anyways, let me get to Connor. In Atlanta, Georgia. Connor, how are you doing? I'm amazing. James, take up the hate report. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm amazing. Thank you, sir. Nice. Um, and, and before I get to my question, because uh, you're, you're mentioning uh, Google yeah, um, uh, being very biased, I think if you actually look up, if you were to type into Google how many genders are there, it doesn't give you a definitive answer. <laughs> so it's actually, yeah, so you're very right about it being biased and very uh, uh, ridiculous. Yeah, that's kind of like asking Siri or Alexa if they're feminist. Hey, Siri, are you feminist? <laughs> I believe women should be equal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, Not you, uh, Siri. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, have an iPhone, get what you deserve, as Dramatic might say to me. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, um, but uh, but anyways, uh, I wanted to ask because personally, I thought it was like I, I at first, like when I heard the story, um, I was thinking, "Wow, like this is really awful," and it is, it is awful. But when I heard the story, I was like, "Oh wow, I can't like you know, I can't believe this happened." But you know, then it started to get politicized. Which and, story is this that, that you're referring so the story, to? The story of of the Cole Hennett. The little boy who was uh, oh, killed by the black Is that guy. his name? Cannon? Cannon Hinnant. Oh, I'm sorry, not 
can, not Cole Cannon. Yeah, yeah. that's the know, that's the five year old. That's the five year old white boy who lived in South Carolina. Was it South Carolina? And he got shot in the head. North Carolina. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I can't keep yeah. those straight. And he got shot in the head by a black twenty five year old dude who was living with his parents' neighbor, <laughs> neighbor of the father of Cannon Hinnant. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, what about it? You at first, at first, what, and then what? Well, at, at first, when I heard about it, I was like, "Oh wow!" And I, and, I, and I was sort of falling into the hype of of it being politicized. Like, oh my gosh, look! Like, of course, this would happen. Of course, it's you know, black on white. And, and then I, I started to think about it a little bit more, and I started to think about how well, you know, I think things like these happen all the time. You know, regardless of the ages, regardless of the uh, uh, the races, I think it happens. More often than what we see, we only see it from a certain perspective and certain news outlets, especially biased ones, because, you know, the news outlet, because CNN isn't going to report on a five-year-old white boy getting shot in the head by a black guy. They won't, um, they won't headline it like that, for sure. They won't headline They'll say, like, oh, no. five-year-old boy shot by a 25-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. I saw the tweet, but all the other crimes, they'll say... A black man was killed by a white officer or whatever. <laughs> They'll highlight yeah, the yeah, race yeah. <laughs> when it's white on black. On the rare time yeah, yeah, it's white on black. Right, yeah, because yep. they're they're very biased. But um and that, it only it fits the narrative when it's white on black, but Yep. Um do, so do you think that it was right for people to politicize Canon Hennett's death? What do you mean by that? Explain like, to make it like to make it like um to make it like, oh, well, look at this, you know, this black guy, and, and look, you know, blacks, uh, you know, disproportionately uh, commit more crimes than white people do, even though they're 13% of the population. And because um, I just noticed how they, they started to make, uh, there were some people that started making it, or most people, I don't know, but I mean, I, I couldn't really tell. Um, they, they were making it into a race thing, like, oh, look, of course, this black guy shot this you know, this five-year-old white kid. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, and I had a, a good conversation with some of my friends last night, and I asked them, do you think that the story, do you think that the whole death and story deserved to be politicized? And they said no. And these and these are older white conservatives I was talking to. Yeah. Um, and they, and they, they told me, no, it didn't deserve to be politicized. And they said how things like these happen all the time, you know, but different circumstances, in different certain situations, in different situations, you know, it's not always going to be a white-year-old, a white five-year-old kid who gets shot by a 25-year-old black guy. It's going to be, you know, another race that's just another race like that or age differences and all that stuff. And um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, it, I kind of fell into the hype like, oh, well, yeah, of course this happens and no one's going to talk about it, you know, which no one is. No, 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 like MSNBC, no mainstream, yeah. No mainstream is going to want to talk about it, but. It's like I noticed how people were trying to turn it into a political issue, um, and so I'm I, I'm just asking: Do you think that it deserves to be a political issue just because it's black on white? Definitely, it deserves to be a political issue because politics is all about this the, the interpersonal relations. What does politics mean but dealing with people and dealing with power? And these the media is lying about the white on black stuff and so we need to call out and point out hypocrisy wherever it is and the media are total hypocrites and dishonest deceiving people so we definitely need to point that out 
with this incident and with mm. statistics or whatever we need to do. Just, I mean, just point out the fact that they are lying. Um, we don't need to speculate about this guy's motive. We know that blacks are more violent towards everybody, one another, as well as whites. And we know uh -huh. that, we just know from common experience, everybody knows that blacks are trained up with this resentment towards white people. They believe in racism, they imagine race, they imagine that they see racism where it doesn't, where it doesn't even remotely apply, even if you were to believe in the notion of racism. And so you need to speak truth to the lies. So in that sense, yes, it's not in the sense of saying, oh, this was a hate crime when you don't even know. And not in the sense, yeah. in, in fact, we should be abolishing hate crimes laws because those are an attack on the First Amendment, which is freedom of speech. And, it, mm. and also the freedom period. People have, spiritually, no one has a right to hate, right? But right. in this physical world, people hate and you cannot and you should not try to force them not to hate. You cannot do it. It doesn't right. work. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It only spreads more hatred when you try to do that, which is what the female-minded liberals and the female-minded rhinos try to do. So um, you shouldn't speculate about it, but you should tell the truth about it. And you should, politicians, you know, honest politicians like President Trump, who doesn't, wasn't a politician until just very recently, should continue yeah. to tell the truth. I don't know if he's commented on this story at all. But you, you may be right that there are, most people don't really have actual love for anyone, and nobody actually cares, and I'm not even sure that they should care about some stranger dying, but they should have love about it. Having love is different from caring or you know, feeling emotional about this five-year-old. Some people right. s said that their blood boiled and it was heartbreaking to hear the dad um, comment about his son dying. It was, you know, it was a little sad for sure because, you know, he's talking about holding him in his arms and all that. And he was full of rage, and, but he didn't want to leave his son and the guy had driven off anyways. That does pull on your emotions, but you can't get into that. You don't want to get into that. That's not what love is. What love is, is being rational being about truth and living in a way that is about truth, which is more than just saying facts and knocking people over the head with facts. It's being, um, it's being sane, you know? It's being like Jesus was or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's being so like what Jesse Lee Peterson sets an example of or President Trump. When they're, when they're telling the truth, they're very sober-minded, Sometimes they're playful about it, but they're forceful. They will not back down, but they're just telling the truth out of pure love. And that's what we need. So, so you would agree that so you would agree that it's very hypocritical for for say someone who maybe leans to the left and who tries to politicize a George Floyd or a Ahmaud Arbery or what may have you, Tray Trayvon Martin, it, it's, it's ridiculous to, it would be hypocritical for them to uh, politicize that, but, it's, and to, but to not politicize the, the killing of a young white boy from a black guy. Because if you remember, I don't, know how, I don't know how well your memory is on this, but if you remember back in early 2017 when that autistic MAGA Trump supporter 
uh, was kidnapped by those four black people in Chicago. I think it was. Chicago. I remember that. And yeah, was he was a Trump supporter, and then he had his face taped. He was tied up, and they were slapping him and smacking him around. They were in cutting that his apartment. Face up. Yeah, that was in Chicago. Face up. I think it was Chicago. I think I so think. too. I think, and and that that evil black woman on CNN had said, "I don't think this is hate." <laughs> um, I forget who. I forget who. Yeah, some yeah. One of those big, short-haired nappy, black women. Yeah. Yeah, well, nappy-headed black woman. Um, <laughs> she was so. It was because uh, I remember watching that and being like, well, "That is just disgusting." How she would even say how it's not a hate crime because it because it it, it it proves to the people and, and not you know closed-minded liberal people, but it, it proves to you know people who are free thinkers um, that. That's that's that. How dare it proves to free thinkers and people who think rationally with open minds. It proves to them that you know, for someone for to be any color or any gender to defend that, but not defend, um, say Trayvon Martin or like Michael Brown. Right. Michael Brown, who was a thug. Right. Um, you know, it's just, it's hypocritical, and it just shows the bias, and it shows the uh, uh, the hatred within these people. Because I, I, I personally, I was I was someone who uh, defended uh, George Floyd's death, and and I still I, I would say that I don't really agree with what Jesse's talked about. With what, what do you mean how, by defended George Floyd's death? What does that mean? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, uh, I misspoke. I mean, I uh, um, condemned I, it. I condemned it. That's what I meant. I you didn't like how the cops. You didn't like how the cops handled the situation. I I didn't. I didn't think because uh, um, I do disagree with Jesse on that. Where I, I feel like it wasn't police procedure. No nowhere. I, and I've I've never even taken any um, classes to be a, a cop or nothing like that. And I and I know for a fact that's not police procedure. And Are you I, sure? I, because I, because they did have instances in in the training of these people that they could use the knee on the neck in that precinct amazing i didn't know that according to according to the um you know this cop what's that guy's name who's a black dude uh yeah brandon tatum he said um he said i know that he said i wasn't trained this way but i know this place it did train that way but he Mm -hmm. was still i mean he was kind of emotional about it he was thinking that it was murder but okay. he was, but he did admit that it was according to the procedure. So, um, okay, I didn't know. And that, I'm not sure. I don't know what the rules are, but they, I mean, they fired him because of politics, and they charged him because of politics. And this guy who charged him is the Attorney General Keith Ellison, one of the worst guys. He's just a leftist, commie, huh. Muslim black guy. <laughs> <laughs> Pro Antifa, <laughs> so it's just the scum of the earth. I mean, if you were to be the AG, I would think that you would be more fair than this guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. Well, well, I didn't, I didn't even know that that was uh, part of some procedures. I just, I, I figured, I figured. Um, uh, uh, I haven't looked into it because honestly, like I'm, I'm just kind of bored with these. They bring they. You know, they come up with these different cases around the country. Ahmaud Arbery, uh, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Trayvon Martin, and all these incidents. And yeah. so few of them are even, I mean, they're just kind of boring now. So I just can't <laughs> even bring myself to look into it. <laughs> wasn't, Breonna Taylor, wasn't Breonna Taylor shot because her boyfriend was shooting at the cops? Well, 
Yes, they broke into his house, and uh-huh. I don't know what time of day it was. I don't know if they were having sex out of wedlock. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to speculate, <laughs> but I don't know what she was doing there. You know, and her ex-boyfriend was, according to what I read in Wikipedia, a drug dealer. And then this boyfriend, I don't know, but he lawfully had a weapon. He thought that they were intruders. And then she was caught in the crossfire and killed. It wasn't because she was black. It was because they were doing a drug bust. So. Okay, okay. Yeah, so really it was his fault. It was, it was the boyfriend's fault. Yeah, I would, I would say so. I mean, they were trying to say that the cops had the wrong house, but I don't know if that's true. You know, the media likes to... The police identified themselves according to what I'm hearing, but I don't know. You look into the case for yourself. But to be honest, like, these, these cases honestly don't concern anybody but the people involved. But they're pretending that it's a huge issue that's affecting the black community. <laughs> and I'm going to read, if I have time, I'm going to read, like, facts about black mortality at the hands of police versus the others. <laughs> it's kind mm-hmm. of, it, like, it's beyond ridiculous. So, okay, amazing. Well, I didn't know. Well, yeah, I, didn't, I definitely didn't know that about George Floyd, and but and I just. Uh, but yeah, if you talking. you saw the, it's best to just leave it as an I don't know. Okay. You do okay. you hear that lady okay. who was calling into the, the nice lady with the smoker voice, who called Earlier into the yes yeah, Sandra the, from no. uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Nice lady, but she was feeling all sorry for George Floyd because he was like crying please mama and don't put me in this car and I'm claustrophobic it was you can't get emotional and it's right. a shame that they're I don't I'm not even for cops having um, these uh, these uh, video cameras I'm not even okay. for people video recording the police there's this push by liberals to record the police record your interactions with police because people are not people are not sane objective judges of what they're watching you know what i mean they're just dishonest people you could lay okay. the truth out perfectly right in front of most people and especially blacks and liberals and rhinos and they won't like it and they'll they just like blatantly just d- deny dismiss distract deflect Denial, deceit, and delusion, as the great Colin Flaherty says. <laughs> the public doesn't need the lay people. They don't know what it takes to be a cop or what they run into or what happened right, before right. or after or, or, right. what the, or what is not seen in the camera that's also going on. So um, the public are not objective observers. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely. A lot of people don't understand. Uh, that, that's why it's kind of, I've always found it a little disgusting to. Um, uh, like irrationally hate on cops and yeah. like uh, veterans and things like that. It honestly, very- it, it honestly corrupts the so-called justice system because there are prosecutions of people based on what's so-called, you know, the false outrage that's reported in the media and, and s- stirred up by the dishonest fake news media, which is the enemy of the people. Trump is so right about that. Yes, yes, absolutely. And it's very... And especially people my age, it's very popular to uh, hate on, you know, these uh, authoritative figures. Yeah, and cops. popular to hate teachers and all that stuff. Cops, judges, attorneys general, they get threats and all kinds of stuff from nutty people. You know, we're, <laughs> yeah. we've bec- we're becoming more and more immoral, more and more unjust in the name of so-called r- real justice, if you ask, and social justice, if you're asking a... Uh, 
what's that guy, Sean King? <laughs> he has this thing <laughs> called Real Justice Pack. What a disgrace. Is he even black? Is he even black? I don't even think he's black. He I don't know. Terrible. I don't know, and I don't care. His soul definitely <laughs> is black with hatred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sean King's beta. But, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, okay. So, so yeah, I, 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 I see what you mean. Now, I, I did see the, the, the footage that was, like, recently released of George Floyd. And yeah. I know J- Jesse said he looked like he was smoking pot. And all that. It was I, I, it was more than pot. <laughs> I think he. I think you know. I listened to a couple people who did look into it. Right. I listened mm-hmm. when it first happened. I listened to the black dude uh, that I mentioned, who's the former cop, and I listened to um, Nick J Fuentes on his D live stream. Right. Because I know okay. that he looked into it, and he's not going to lie to me. He's in fact he said that he couldn't find. The 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 fact he couldn't he couldn't verify that the woman he pointed a gun at was indeed pregnant. So he's like he tries to be exactly correct with all the facts. This mm. guy Nick Fuentes, which he should be, yeah, yeah. And he said that he said that um, Floyd had uh, overdose levels of fentanyl in his system as well as meth. And if really? he said that, then you know I take that to be fairly authoritative. You know, if you want to look it up and find out that I'm wrong, fine, but I I basically trust Nick Fuentes over any of these mainstream media people who are not going to mention that. You know what right. I mean? Right. I'm not doubting I'm not doubting Nick for you. I'm just I I try, I try No, to I'm not saying that you doubt it, but I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of defending the fact that I'm taking him as a source because he's not the MSM or something like that. But he looked into right, it. It's public right, information. Right, right, right. And right. you know, I I'm not going to look into it myself, because <laughs> I'm not that, I'm honestly really not that interested. I'm going to go off of hearsay, because I heard him say it, and that's better hearsay than other hearsay that these other people hear, right? <laughs> it's well, boring. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. yeah it's well, boring, nobody, nobody really cares about George Floyd, it's just, it's... <laughs> It's just <laughs> drama. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? People don't really care about George Because Floyd. these people that get all caught up in their emotions about George Floyd, there's a lot of Christians who are caught up in their emotions about it. They're rioting and, and putting his face on their shirts. It's all an ego good feeling um, to make themselves feel better and to ingratiate themselves with other people to feel like they're part of something that's bigger than them. You know what I mean? It's all, so really, all it's all ego. It's yeah. all, all these people angry and, 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 the, and the streets riding and all that stuff. They, it's, it's all about like, you know, oh, look at us. We're, we, we have compassion. We have, uh, we feel for George Floyd. We feel for all these other people. Right. You know? It's more dishonest than somebody sulking about a lost girlfriend or sulking or like not being able to get over the the death of their mother or father because at least those people they knew they didn't even know george floyd right right. (laughs) they have this false identity (laughs) with blackness right the blacks who are feeling Mm -hmm. this way or you know the whites that feel sorry for the blacks who feel this way it's a false identity with oh this happened not to george floyd but to the black community and this is what's going on so it's Mm -hmm. so Fake. That's why I mean. That's what I mean when they say they don't. When I say they don't have any love for George Floyd. So that's like the epitome of like mob mentality, or, or yeah, having a high. Vibe. Yeah, exactly. It is like it's a lynch mob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That guy. Okay. That that Derek Chauvin. How is he going to have a 
a fair trial, you know? You're, you're good luck <laughs> right, finding right, a right. juror who's never heard of the case. It's best to have a juror who, you know, keep it private and let the facts come out. But th no, they don't want the facts to come out. They want to, you know, have these leaks and politicize the leaks. They being the mainstream media and, you know, the, the activists who are yeah. um, Black Lives Matter agitators. Okay, agitators okay, is what they are. Okay, okay, and I, and I have one more question. Do you think that, because I've seen a lot of uh, uh, videos where cops have been um, really just kind of being aggressive. Just, they've just been aggressive to people who are just kind of yelling at them and talking to them, not, not making any violent uh, gestures. But do you think that it's right? Because there's one video in particular, which you might have seen, I don't know. But there's one video in particular where a cop, where these, this guy, this black guy, is yelling at these cops, like, calling them, like, you know, they're scared, like, y'all are scared of us. And, like, I think we're referring to the black people. Like, y'all are scared of black people and all that mess. And uh, the, the it was like a, a it was like a group of cops. It was like cops all, all uh, standing in, in a line, like, side by side. Uh-huh. And uh, what happened was this guy, this black guy, this like big fat black guy, he was yelling at them, saying, "Oh, you're scared of us, you know, you don't, you don't want to deal with us." And what happened was the cops, like two or three cops, walked over there to where that black guy was standing. They sprayed <laughs> some crowd members in the face, right? And they they took down the the uh, um, they they grabbed the black guy, they brought him over to where they were standing, and they um, basically George Floyd him just without the neck. <laughs> so they sprayed him and put him on the ground. I don't know. It depends on the situation. It depends really on the atmosphere. Like if this guy is um, trying to drum up a situation, like is it a war zone? Is it a is there a riot going on, or is it just it protesters like being loud? You know it what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But what you're seeing is just this scene, right? But you're not seeing what's going on before and after and all around. That's not okay. being yeah, in view point. of the camera. So, I don't know, there is what, you know, I hear all the time from, there are right-wingers and centrists who talk about, oh, there's, you know, police who get on the power trip and stuff, and some of them who join police are, are, um, they, they don't join it with an intent to be objective and sane, they in, join to be a power trip and have power over people. I, yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure that that that's becoming the case more and more as society gets weaker. The public is both corrupt, and of course, it's going to corrupt the police. So I guess it's it's possible that. But videos are propaganda. You can't really trust. You have to just mm. keep a distance from it and leave it as leave it as. You should generally just leave it as I don't know. And you should kind of leave it okay. as, as, I don't know, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Anyways, Connor, nice yeah. talking with you, man. All right, amazing. Thanks, James. And tell Joel I said he's black. Okay, I will. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Bye, Bye. Oh, man, I was on that with that guy for a long time, but it was very interesting, right? Is he the one who's 19? I forgot to ask him. Um, let me read a few Super Chats. We are at the top of the hour. No break today. I think I can hold it. <laughs> TMI, right? Um, thank you to White Rabbit Radio. White Rabbit Radio, all one word, hosting my show, The Hake Report. What an honor. On DLive, White Rabbit Radio has produced excellent videos, cartoons, 
anti-racist Hitler and and what happened in, to the Indians when um, they let the the people, the white immigrants, come in. <laughs> it's funny videos and interesting. Make you think. Joe Maddock gave a diamond and said, lost respect for police during the COVID arrests. Yeah, a lot of people have. A lot of people have. And thank you for gifting subscriptions, man. Um, still maintain respect for them, but just be aware that they will enforce laws that un are unjust. And some of them may not, may be going further than they really have to with this stuff. A lot of MGTOW people are really um, fed up with the cops enforcing anti-male anti Jim Crow, you know? And there's anti-white Jim Crow, big time, going on in the country. It's such a shame. By the way, I am on streamlabs.com slash the Hague Report. I'm working on maybe this Friday or so, I can reappeal to see if YouTube wants to remonetize me. I've sanitized the titles and descriptions and uh, different things. Generally, when I'm on the on camera with you guys, I'm quite vanilla, quite kosher, quite clean, quite sanitary, right? I mean, if you listen to what's his name, Earl, who loves me, by the way, calls it white ring, white wing racist. But he's just talking like there's no example that he can give. Um, Spiritual War says the police are evil, Hake. You know, I, most people are evil. Most people are evil. That includes cops. But um, police chiefs are evil. And more and more police are these, you know, brainwashed minorities. <laughs> if you call, if they call themselves, think of themselves as minority, you know, white or Hispanic, I mean, Hispanic or black or Asian or even the whites, many whites are a bunch of kiss-ups. So, yeah, I don't doubt that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I got to get to Ogre in Michigan. He's been on hold forever. Ogre, how are you? Oh, real good. Um, I don't even know. If real, I well, really, real well, real well. You're real well, yeah, thank <laughs> you. Well, uh, to be honest, I mean, I ain't going to really jump. I heard you read some comments. I will say this, though, about what you just said. Yeah. My lawyer, my personal lawyer, Scott Isles, attorney at law, if you're in trouble in mid-mission, call Scott Isles, attorney at law, get you out of it. He always tells me, <laughs> record the police, and just qualify that. Okay, if you if you're a decent person, if you're a decent person, yeah. I really I look that's that's regardless because that's so subjective, brother. Just no, I'm just talking about you. You know yourself, right? You know yourself. I'm well, telling I'm telling Black me. Lives Matter that they shouldn't record the police. Everyone should have the right to to record public servants all I, the time. Okay, but I but, well, look look I, I didn't call you for that. Listen, man, on them statutes, Let me just let perfect. me just respond real quick to that. And then yeah, I will ahead, let you. I will let you. you. I know you'll think about it, and you'll you'll rethink what you said. I, I mean, maybe. But the point one. is, the point is, look at uh, the destruction that's being wrought by the phony people's phony reactions to these videos. Hey, listen. Security is the cry of every tyrant and every coward throughout our history. That's Voltaire. Read him sometime. But it doesn't. We can go off and that's tangent all you want. But listen. I know, hey, but that didn't address facts, with the, what I just said. But okay. <laughs> well, get your facts. Get your statistics now. Huh? And keep them, store them, because they're going to quit publishing the things that oh, you right. just said. 
all of those stats, the FBI, and the, they, they've already said they're going to quit releasing information based on race. Yeah. And you already have, you know, the first thing I was taught in Sociology 212, which unfortunately I did have to sit through, please don't go to college, young people. <laughs> but the first thing I was told by my, by my professor was there's lies, liars, and she said statistics, but the old saying is statisticians. So they're going to use the stats yeah. to lie to us anyway. Right, that's if what they that's do. when you can see that stat, 1.1, and then point one. <laughs> right. When you see that next to each other. Listen, when, when the black community was tight, I grew up with some black folk, and when they like the end of it, when they were just giving in to the welfare nanny and letting themselves be brainwashed against whitey and against government and everything else, unless it's the government that they wanted to vote for, right? Right when that was happening, man, marriages were solid. Right. Dad was in the family. If there was a black kid came home and started crybabying about something happened to him because he was black, he could guarantee his father would slap the black off of him. Right. And nowadays, it's like it's a it's a the exact opposite. That's a and good just, point. Uh, you know, you you brought up the um the back in the day. I don't think that these. I think that there might have been always some black-on-black crime that was significant, maybe even more than white-on-black, probably so, but it wasn't, so. it wasn't like this. It wasn't like way that. out of proportion. And I, like say, I say, like you said, the families have been disconnected, and the, and the unfounded resentment towards whites, too, has also added to that, for sure. Anyways. Look, you know I don't like to talk long because I know there's other people waiting. I want to get off. Let me leave you with this, James, and then talk about it all you want or talk about it with somebody else. But let me just leave you with this. The idea of us all putting arms around each other, <laughs> crazy, because we already do. The, the, the zeitgeist being put out, the, the picture being presented to intelligent human beings of all races right now is a lie. Wake up, people. You know, and wake up before it's too late. They're silencing Hake. He can't be monetized. They're silencing Jesse. They silence everybody. And that tells you truth. So get your truth while you can. Get your statistics while you can. And love Jesus. Give your heart to Jesus before you, you know, can't, everybody. And I'll see you all in heaven. Love you, brother uh, James, brother Jesus. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Ogre. Appreciate you, man. He's an interesting person. And Zeitgeist. I had to look it up because I didn't know what, he's, what that means. <laughs> I've heard the name before, but I didn't under- I've never understood it. So Z-E-I-T-G-E-I-S-T means times, basically. Yeah, the times. The defining, according to Google, which is fake news, I know, but maybe this is part is somewhat semi-accurate. The defining spirit or mood of a particular period of history. Sounds like the times. The times are. As shown by the ideas and belief at the time. It's German. And I think that that guy, uh, Ogre, he told me before, I think, that he's a messianic Jew. I could be wrong, but I thought that he was a, as in a Christian who believes, who's Jewish. That's what he told me. Uh, anyways, interesting. And they also talk about, I have heard the term Overton window, and that's the acceptable conversation. And we need to throw it wide open and have the spirit of the freedom of speech. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, Before I get back to you guys, hang tight. Richard, I'm coming to you next, and Marty and the rest of you. 888-775-3773. Al J-Bug says, great movie, Zeitgeist. I've heard of it. I don't know anything about it. I was sheltered as a child. And it probably came out before I was born, but who knows. 
But, you know, I was telling you about this Democrat convention, and um, I was listening to so-called... Oh, it's early 2000s? Okay, it's not before I was born. <laughs> that was when I was going to school, and I wasn't looking at uh, movies. But I was telling you about the Democrat National Convention, which is no convention whatsoever. They call it virtual, which really means they're doing it over Skype or Zoom or whatever, and then they're broadcasting it on C-SPAN, Periscope, YouTube, since they're not shadow banned by YouTube. <laughs> but I was listening to KABC AM 790 on my way in this morning. And I was listening to this clip that they were playing. They played a clip of this phone, you know, the phony woman that Jesse Lee Peterson so aptly called out. Listen to that. Um, Michelle Obama, black female. You guys, some of you guys doubt that, but she, I think she is. Um, just a phony person. And she says, <laughs> That's my, I can't put words to it, but she's talking about, uh, she's just trying to sound sincere. <laughs> and, you know, Barack does the same thing. They're like two twins. Gay. Like, gay is in weak, right? Is in like the man's starting to sound like the woman or the, they're starting to, start, starting to sound like each other. Oh, yeah, and she has her voice like almost breaking, breaking. Cry, like fake crying, trying to act like, oh, it's so bad right now. Trump is not ready. He's not up for the job. He's not who we need him to be. <laughs> so phony. Okay, so she talked. And who's we, like, other than the commies? And I know Malkuth X, it's not an insult anymore. They love being commies. They, it's, socialist is, is a cringe word to say. Socialists, they're socialists. It's such a boomer thing. But the boomers are not wrong. The socialism is evil. <laughs> Some want to say pedos, <laughs> as in pedophiles. Which, you know, even if you don't believe that they are doing that to the children physically, directly, what their spirit, their spiritual doing, their spiritual uh, child abusers, for sure. They're promoting homosexuality and transgender and belief in racism. You heard that clip that I played yesterday, the opening clip. It was so awesome. Check it out. Uh, just a couple minutes into my show, I played this clip where, okay, I made it a Arthur cartoon voiceover when some blacks confronted a white guy and knocked him down, punching and kicking and stomping him in front of a gas station in Texas somewhere. But it was this, the voiceover was from this cartoon from PBS Kids called Arthur, just promoting John Lewis propaganda, the black guy who died, disgraceful person, not a hero. There's Arthur, PBS Kids, look, so playful and childlike, but it's actually childish and deceptive and lying. There's Arthur and a white rabbit, not to be confused with White Rabbit Radio. <laughs> Maybe White Rabbit Radio is after this white rabbit got red-pilled. <laughs> um, talking about, ra did you see that video? Racism is so bad. No one should treat a person just because of the color of their skin so badly. Black people have always had been mistreated in America, said Mrs. Black Lady, who was friends with uh, John Lewis. And there's a picture of John Lewis. Did I give you guys a picture of 
her hugging John Lewis in the cartoon. Look at this. That's so disturbing. Talk about mental trauma for children in memory of our friend and civil rights legend, John Lewis. He's not a, a legend of evil, and he wasn't even really an effective person for pushing evil, honestly. He was just a dinosaur that they honored, kind of like they honored uh, John McCain. And even liberal journalists who were independent-minded knew that, if there is such a thing as an independent-minded liberal, but a little bit less dishonest. But this woman who is hugging this weird teddy bear John Lewis weird thing. <laughs> oh, man. So that's gross. So, yes, spiritually, they're child abusers. And <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really into the pedophile thing. You know, this this pedophile belief in the, the, these people are pedophiles because I haven't even seen it. But <laughs> anyway, it's so gross. So... Th- also at the Democrat convention, they had John Kasich being phony. You saw that at the end of the Jesse Lee Peterson show today. He's standing at a crossroads, and it's like obviously like golf course, nice crossroads. We're at a crossroads. You can either go Trump to bring heaven on earth, or you can go to uh, Biden and bring hell on earth, right? Or bring even more hell on earth. But... Kasich is a simp for evil. Not only that, but they also had regular people come and bring sob stories about COVID, coronavirus, right? This uh, Chinese virus, which they won't call the Chinese virus. But no mention at the Democrat National Convention of how Black Lives Matter, huge rallies after the rallies of, you know, let us have our freedoms back, you know, (laughs) let us open our businesses and be open again. No mention of how those big Black Lives Matter crowds were spreading germs. Uh Uh-uh. They didn't tell you that. But some lady said that her 50 or 60-something-year-old father had um, died because Trump said that that COVID was under control back, you know, a few months ago. He said it's under control, which honestly, I think it probably is. Because, uh... All new diseases, right? And coronavirus is not a new disease, but this strain is supposedly new. Supposedly it first came out in Chinese miners back in 2012, but it really expanded off the worldwide. All new diseases grow exponentially. Duh! And then per capita, the deaths are quite low for those who get it. Trump said it was under control. It is. The president didn't tell this father of this woman to go to the karaoke bar after Trump said that. (laughs) He didn't tell him to go. He didn't say you can go to the karaoke bar. Remember, Trump famously argued with the um, fairly conservative governor of some state, right? There's There's this governor of this state that opened things up, and Trump was like, you know what? I really disagreed with it. I think it's too early. Whatever. Some weeks later, this father of this woman was on a ventilator. No, I, I don't think it was Oklahoma. I don't remember. Um, I think it was some southern state or something. Yeah. I'm blanking on the guy's name, but it doesn't matter. This father died, supposedly of COVID. We don't even know. You know, the, the media is not going to really look into it. Um, 
The father was on a ventilator and he died, and so she said, Well, therefore, I'm voting for Joe Biden in the name of my father. <laughs> what the heck? What a dishonor. And this woman is being so fake. Like, she, nothing about her is believable or um, stirring or sounding genuine or anything. Not speaking from the heart. If the father was a decent man, he would be rolling in his grave, and he might have been a halfway decent man because... You know, who knows what this, what caused this woman to go for Joe Biden, of all people. You can't handle anything. You wouldn't handle the COVID better. And, you know, they're right. They, they should be blaming the local governors, the local mayors. It's the liberal cities that are suffering the worst, the big cities, right? The, I told you guys about Governor Cuomo, who put COVID patients in nursing homes to free up space in hospitals, Right. Oh, that's a good idea, except nursing homes are the people most susceptible, most at risk from this COVID thing. Such lying people. I loved how, I love how Trump is handling stuff. Bible go-to guy says something, and I cannot endorse lest I get um, censored, but he says, COVID, bu- COVID buster, do your own research, right? Hydroxychloroquine, zinc, remdesivir. Oops, don't, oops, don't say that or on air or they will kick you off. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bible go-to guy. Thanks for nothing. That stuff is not in the Bible. <laughs> They're all mad because they take, they, they talk, anybody who talks about God will protect me. They look for people who say that and hope that they get killed. And they really publicize the stories if somebody says, oh, I believe in God, and then dies from corona. Because they're God mockers, these sick mainstream media people, including New York Post and Daily Mail, scum of the earth. Anyways, I got to get to Richard in South Carolina, but shout out to Asmodor hosting my show on his DLive, dlive.tv slash Asmodor. And my channel is dlive.tv slash the hate report thank you to hydro px hosting uh host oh for the diamond not hosting and thanks for this gifted subscriptions dark side of the bear what appreciate that let me quickly get to richard in north carolina richard how you doing you know what i always say when people say this hate speech i always go back to uh, justice potter stewart in 1964 said when, I, when something's an obscenity, uh, I'll know it when I'll see it, when I see it, which means speech is subjective, not objective. Oh, yeah. That sounds like what they said about pornography. You know it when you see yeah. it. See it when you see it. And right. That's the whole point of freedom of speech, because it's supposed to be subjective, not objective. And they're trying to make it objective. Right. So you know, there's, w- with the obscenity stuff, I'm totally for censorship of that stuff. Because that stuff has no value of spreading truth or spreading ideas, right? That's not about ideas. That's about just no, de- the right moral degeneracy. So I'm for it's I'm for uh, anybody who wants to censor that stuff. I saw I'm for that. I don't support it either, but it does. It is a First Amendment right. No, it's you know, not. Have- that's not freedom of speech. So? Uh-uh. Because that's obs- that's, that's obscene. That's not speech. That's not even speech. Okay. You know that? You, did you notice that? No. Like, sex? Probably not speech. Public sex? But that's not speech? 
<laughs> but I still, but I still like Potter Stewart. You know, it should freedom of speech should be a subjective, not objective. You know that if you don't like something, it's it's subjective. You know that you can't shut it. You can't shut everything down because you don't you don't agree with it and try to turn it into an objective meaning. Right, but yeah. all this stuff That's about all this stuff about portraying sex on on movies and TVs shows oh, and all that disgusting. stuff. That is um. That's one in front of kids. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's, um, what is it called? Uh, indecent exposure. Mm -hmm. It's demoralizing. And, you know, it's a, it's a, I I heard that it's a weapon of warfare. I heard, I heard, is it true that Israel does that to the Palestinians? I heard that Israel sends pornography to the Palestinians to weaken them. Is that true? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's true, but true. it might. It might be. Yeah, it might, be, uh, it might well be true warfare. because it, it be is because it drives them crazy. Because it drives them crazy. First of all, it's offensive, it and then if it it's tempting them. to the person, and they give in to the temptation, uh, uh, as them. as the great Mick told Rocky, women weaken the legs. <laughs> well, I was going to bring up a quick story. Um, yeah. I was in the grocery store. And I was talking about how, you know, our, our governor and we should vote. And some woman, white woman behind me says, we should just have the positive vote. He says, like Toro. And I turned around and I said to her, I said, you don't, you, you don't want the president, whoever's going to be president, to care about you. Because if you have a popular vote, it's going to be Chicago, New York, and California. They won't care. And I smiled and I said, have a nice day, man. And I walked away. You know, uh, you should, you should have, <laughs> never mind. I was going to tell her, you should have told her you shouldn't vote. <laughs> No, 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 but that's a truth bomb. I just truth bombed it. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's true. That's popular vote. That's, that's mob rule. We're not a democracy. And people say, oh, Trump is threatening democracy. He, yeah, he's, you, you were right. He is. He should be threatening democracy. That's not what we want in America. Democracy is, we're we're a republic. Yeah, we are a a republic. That's right. We're not Matt. We're and not, we're, we're a constitutional free. republic. We're supposed to be a moral nation. A moral nation we're not is freer. Greece. No, we're not ancient Greece. No. Yeah. We don't have a council of That's the, the mob is going to, especially with all the illegals and the dumb brainwashed young people and the dumb still leftover brainwashed old people, they're going to just, it's, it's well, not going to be a free country what anymore. I love, what I love about, about the founding fathers is that besides the fact that they didn't li- really like each other. They still came together and formed this great country, and they built that electoral system, and, and it still works. Even, even though they, even though they had only had the East Coast really as, as, as America, they even knew in the, in the past that that they didn't, they wanted all of America to count when it comes to the leader of the country. Oh yeah, in terms of the different states and the in the yeah. interests of the different states. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's why the Electoral has, College is has excellent. Have a right to represent, have a representation when it comes to right. the election of the To be honest, I, I mean, I don't know how well it's working anymore because you look at how... Co- well, I'm just saying that the yeah. country is becoming more and more corrupt. I'm not saying no, that no, no. going to the popular but vote is going to work any better. If they get rid of the electoral system, that means how are they going to how are they going to pick how are they going to pick the number of representatives? They just need to get then? they just need to get rid of the corruption and the evil people in the government. Well, it, it just depresses me when when Ilmar Homar and AOC and they're all winning <laughs> their primaries and they're and then that guy Hugo who won his primary for the seat in the house. What did you call her? <laughs> Il, 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 Ilmar. I just because she <laughs> makes she irritates me. Because we finally die, Black Hawk down. Americans died for the Somalians, and and this is how we get rewarded by them. 
Yeah, how old is you that woman? That? How old is that huh? woman? She's my age. I think she's younger. Uh, she's in her mid to late 30s, maybe 40. 37. But this is how she thinks the country that basically Americans died to protect. She came in in uh, at thir- age 13. Born in 82, came in, what, like 95-ish. Or something yeah, like that. That's I don't when know. Black Hawk Down was going on and everything like that. That's when those Americans died fighting against the warlords to protect. You know, I'll tell you something. When these countries, when we have these countries that are getting ripped apart by war anymore, yeah. by war all the time, I don't think we should let those people in. Unless they can... Uh, unless I they totally can agree. A, 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 um, a loyalty test. Yeah, exactly. You know, a psychological test. We need to get rid of that Heart Seller Act. That's That was a... Trojan horse and this heart seller well, act well, even I mean, got more corrupted. Did you know? Did you guys know? I mentioned it yesterday. The 1965 Immigration and, and Nationality Act that brought in people, the PO started trucking in the POCs like mad, right? They were still mm-hmm. disallowing oh, yeah. homosexuals from coming in. And then uh, under Bush, George H.W. Bush, the daddy who didn't vote for Trump and died. And yeah, a million people a year. And uh, yeah. you know, we're disproportionately from Mexico. Nation. We let we let people. We cost it cost to become over here legally. But, but they but didn't. At the same time, we let we let millions of people in. Right, uh, but they didn't and let they didn't let in. gays come in back then because they were talking about oh that's it's weak. They're in a weakened state. They're in a um, a um, they called it psychotic or something like that, and that's true. And but yeah. now they changed it under Bush. The daddy, who died. Did you hear Trump is increasing the cost for le- to legally come over? Good. I heard that he's reduced yeah. immigration quite by quite a bit, which is nice news. We need to yeah. increase the um, the repentance of the people here. Mm-hmm. Anyways, good to hear from you, Richard. Appreciate yeah, you it. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. At least he didn't say the thing that's like, oh, weird. Why did I bring it up? Oh, that, I'm not. Oh, shoot, I was thinking of this guy. Let me get to Marty in Kansas City, Missouri. Marty, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing very well, and I will not mention the fact that your voice is very soothing. <laughs> what a liar. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, you subversive person. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? Sorry to Richard, because I was thinking that you were Marty, and then Marty became Marty. Marty is acting like Marty from Kansas City. Sorry, I was ask you, Yeah. I was going to ask you if you saw the, the bison that attacked the woman. No. It sounds like a joke. Yeah. It sounds like a, a setup for a joke. Did you no, hear it, about no, it? Okay, it's, go it's for it. Legit. What's the story? It's, it's legit. It, it's legit. It, the, the video went viral. This woman got too close to the bison's uh, little baby bison, and that freaking bison attacked her. And when it attacked her, it attacked her with the horns. And freaking rip their pants off. Well, and that's and enough. That's enough, Marty. That's enough, Marty. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, I'm not interested on, anymore. Thank you. But, well, TMI. But, okay. Well. What, <laughs> okay. So what I was going to ask you. All right. On the same subject is why pe- some people laugh at violence and then other people don't. Like some people think it's funny when they see people get their butts whooped. They watch right. it and they go, oh, that's hilarious. And then other people, they're just like, this is appalling. Why do some people laugh at it and why do some people just think it's appalling? Um, because 
different people have different sensibilities. Some people are overly emotional, and then some people are overly, like, uh, vicious, nasty people, and they think stuff is funny that isn't. Or sometimes people are just, uh, like, feeling everybody's pain, you know what I mean? And there's also this thing called a laugh, laughing defense mechanism. You know, you feel weird or whatever, you don't know what to do, so you just laugh. Like, what else are you gonna do but laugh? Um, and so, in some cases, that's fine. There's something called gallows humor. Have you ever heard of that? And that's where you just make fun of, make jokes about stuff because, um, because, uh, it's like a way of coping with reality. And in all honesty, um, I think that we human beings are a bit, uh, Overly valuing this whole thing about lives matter all lives matter or black lives matter I don't think that they matter in the way that I don't think they matter to God and into in ob- Objective reality in the way that people pretend that lives matter. You know what I mean? Because life goes on <laughs> To quote would, Tupac would, You know would, what I mean? Would, Last year we poured out liquor for you. This year, N-word, life goes on. (laughs) It's like, anyways. No, I was just going to ask, would you you laugh if you saw a woman get attacked by a Don't be telling me about this story again. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not not one to usually... Would you laugh? Well, don't tell me what happened. I don't know what happened, but no, probably not. Unless I was around one of my friends who has a weird sense of humor. And then, like, he laughs, and his laughter makes me laugh because it's funny. But I would have to see it. But I can't have you describe it because I already just pre, um, preemptively got grossed out by whatever you were starting to say. I don't, I, you know, you know, that's the thing. Like you I always said, come with these weird questions, man. And I don't want to ask the rude question. But anyways. I'm, ju- I'm just asking, man. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to hurt anybody, man. I'm just like. I didn't say you were trying to hurt anybody. Okay. Well, I. I'm just saying, man. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I just wonder the, how, the nature of. Humans. How old are you again? Fifty-two. Okay. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I appreciate you too, man. And, and uh, like I said, man, I ain't gonna say that your voice is soothing, but I. I like. Um, man, you know, this guy is so weird. I gotta go. <laughs> if it don't apply, like don't you cry. James acts sensitive. <laughs> and, and, and Joel, you Hake? roll. And, oh, Hake. Hake is what the, it was called in the 50s, a square. Yeah, <laughs> proud square. Yeah. I wa- Hake I is wanted, scared. I wanted, to ask you, I wanted to ask you this real quick. Um, I'm afraid to let I you know, ask. I know Joel's probably heard it. Have you heard um, Tyson uh, James' new album? I have not. But thank you for the heads up that he has a new album out. Yeah, it's and and it's on uh, it's on YouTube, man. Like all all the songs are on YouTube, and it is fire, man. All right. I know Joe. I know Joel's probably heard it. You're Gen it, X, uh, right? You're Gen X, Generation X. I guess I don't know. Yeah, don't you are. I think you're Gen X. But, but they but but uh, he uh, he did a collaboration <laughs> uh, with Trevor Wesley. Right on. And. And it, and it was and it was a good song and everything and I put it all together, man, because I I got those two together and and uh, wow, right so on, congrats. Anyway, it's on it's it's on the album and and making you, the magic happen. That's Marty. You, yeah, you need you need you need to check it out, man. Okay, um, appreciate Tyson that. James full album. Yeah. All right, man. 
Good Take care. To you, dude. you as well. <laughs> it reminds when he talks, keeps on calling me man. It reminds me of like the '60s or whatever, or like the um, Cheech and Chong stuff. They talk about man, man this and man that. But yeah, don't get around the um, animal babies. It's a bad idea. First of all, the rattlesnake babies, they can't really control, but they don't have as strong a venom, but they can't control the amount of venom that they release. Uh, apparently, bison and buffalo babies are, the parents are overprotective. Well, I don't know about overprotective. Um, bear babies, bear cubs, don't get around them because the mother, mama cub is generally going to be stronger than you and will rip you apart if they can. Stand tall. Don't be afraid, we have dominion over the animals, as my mother would say. <laughs> and throw rocks and make loud noises and, and be like, rawr! There was one time, where, and then I'll get to calls, guys, hang tight. There was one time, did I tell you guys this story? Where I was at this Christian family camp called, um, it's on the way up to Big Bear. That way, back east, over east, near San Bernardino County, San Bernardino County. And it's called Forest Home. And we were there after hours. My older brother, my younger brother, and I were there. And we're walking across this field, and then we see bear cubs. We're like, uh-oh. And then we see the mama bear come up, and we're like, oh, shoot. And we knew because we would run in these, you know, like Marshall Canyon, and they say, stand tall, throw rocks, make loud noises if you see a mountain lion. Same truth applies with dogs and with bears. You stand tall... Don't turn your back on them, and back away slowly, but rawr any time they, uh, <laughs> they try to come at you. And the bear, sure enough, tried to rumble towards us. I don't know if rumble is the right word, but whatever. And I put my little brother on my shoulders, and my older brother went, rawr, go home. <laughs> and the bear would actually like, stop when he said rawr. <laughs> and eventually we backed away and, and walked away. But I was too shy to yell, but my brother yelled. <laughs> he saved our life. <laughs> so don't be shy to yell. And we picked up rocks and anyways, it was fun. So you can you can defend yourself. I don't know if my mother's right. She said we have dominion over the animals. <laughs> but that's what God gave Adam, dominion over the animals. Yeah, we do. You just have to be a man of authority or a w- woman of the man, right? Anyways, let me quickly get to Rachel in Manchester, England. A first-time caller on my show, I think. Rachel, it's good to hear from you. Hi. Hey. Hi there. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing fine, too. I'm glad I got through. Yeah, I appreciate you hanging on. Yeah, how's your hair? you got good hair, haven't Yeah, very nice hair. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I did cut it. My Jesse was saying that I cut my hair, and yes, I did. Did you? Well, I didn't hear that. Mine's a bit wild. I've got very curly hair, not afro. I should say I'm white, I'm half Irish, but white. Yeah, yeah. But, but mine's a bit wild. <laughs> Looks my exactly brother's all white, the juicer in the morning. Wow. Um, anyway, James, I've rung just to oh, seriously. What from listening to? You, I just wanted to say, you know that lady is blaming Donald Trump for a father dying, right? Yeah. Did you hear that too? Or did you just hear me tell um, you the story? 
Yeah, I, I heard you say the story, but it made me laugh because she must have been paid or given an incentive because it's like if she wants to play that game, it was so ridiculous. She, we could say, right, we're all these stupid riots and these not, you know, not wearing masks and all hugging each other and yep. spreading COVID. That could have indirectly got back to the karaoke pub, was it? Exactly. Uh, and passed on, passed on to her father that way. So, you know, you're... We could do a long line if we wanted to, but yep. you know what I mean. That's true. It's total yeah, speculation. She just wants to... She, she's a liberal female. That's the long yeah, and short it, of it, you know? And they're they're dishonest so people. so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. So embarrassing. But basically, what I've rung up to tell you, basically, is how... The other day, I, was, I think I was watching Coronation Street on ITV. You could get adverts on, and I've no wish... And blowing me neck, a Black Lives Matter... Advert BLM came up on the screen. I thought I wouldn't sat down, I would have fallen over. And then a Black Lives Matter actually infiltrated in my front room with my daughter. Wow. And then not only that, I know, I, and then I'm allowed to say bugger me. I don't say I'm So you, let me just I, interrupt I, and translate because some people may have a hard time understanding because your phone is not totally clear and you have an accent that's not American. So she said that yeah. there was an advertisement for Black Lives Matter on her TV in the room with her daughter watching, and they've infiltrated even England. What a disgrace. Yeah. Okay, go on. Well, that's, that's, that's not it, Jane. Sorry, my dad's Irish, so I talk a bit fast. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm just reading it now. The, it says that and ITV launches Black Lives Matter series unsaid stories of creators from something. Oh, and I didn't really real yeah, I didn't really realise what was coming on, but it was this like little story. It was pathetic about the white mother in it and a half cast uh, daughter. And the mother just said about the granddaughter, oh, because the daughter had obviously gone with a black man. The granddaughter's a little bit darker than I thought, but she was saying it as a compliment anyway. Oh, it just went crazy. The actors were awful, and, and they, the the door playing. The door was going. You are so racist. I hate you. I never want to talk to you again. What the and, heck? And this mother's like, yeah. That's the daughter it, or it, the it, granddaughter it, talking to the mother or the grandmother. Yeah, the the daughter and the mother. Oh my god, little girl. Yeah, and it's really quite. I can't. I don't know what. It's quite savage, and it's really. Uh, taking things out of context and yep. the fact that these are on these tellies and it, it's I, I just can't believe how sure it's got to be illegal it, you know like in America how the the, the media are like you, you know they withhold information sure it's got to be so illegal and then now they're doing it here and like you say every to me, I know it's a cliche, but I'm a nurse. Every life does matter as long as you're a decent, right. civilized yep. human being. You know, somebody could be liberal. I mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever met anybody liberal because I don't seem to hang around them kind of fools. But um, it's, um, I, I'm just horrified. And uh, uh, my daughter's quite clued up on it because, uh, for example, like me, she went to How old is she? How old is your daughter? She's 15 now, okay. but she's very close, very close with my dad. And 
she she stood up in the, in the sand because they were having Nelson Mandela Day, and she said to the priest, Father, my granddad said Nelson Mandela uh, was a terrorist, and, <laughs> and I don't want to stay in the room. I was like, oh, my God. So luckily, who who said isn't... Who said that Mandela was a terrorist? Your your, gra- your daughter? daughter went, she yeah, said that to five, the priest? Yeah, in the middle of a whole assembly of nice. about 300 people. <laughs> because my, my dad, he's a big Trump supporter. I mean, obviously, we're English. Right. And, but luckily, she couldn't, isn't influenced. But these, and like, you know, 7 o'clock at night, when kids are still up, and they're watching this absolute garbage. And fair enough, you want to do your little stories, but don't. You know, what are you getting out of it? Sorry, it makes me so mad, James. Yeah, I mean, that's what they want to do is is anger people. They don't care how they get you mad. They want the conservatives angry with their insanity, and that's how they needle you and make you drive you nuts. That's what Obama was doing, trolling people with lies. Just like Trump trolls, pe- Trump trolls people with the truth, and he drives the liberals angry. But it's not because he's trying to make them angry. He's just trying to put the truth out there. But these people want to make the blacks angry with the lies that the blacks believe and make the whites angry with the blatant lies that the whites know not to believe or some of the whites are falling for it too. But either way, they're happy because they want more Dylan Roofs out there shooting up people and more race war and then it's great ratings and then they also are able to push, overwhelm the system with crime and discord and push more communism or, you know, the ideology that they love, whatever that is, which is destruction. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't even think, yeah, so that, and there was a video on YouTube, I couldn't watch it because it upset me, there was a black, uh, a white man copper and a female black copper, uh-huh. and he answered a call, and it was a fake call, and these, I'm allowed to say, oh, no, damn, these horrible, big, fat, I felt like saying, you know, your mum's overfed you, love, I felt like scream, kicking the shit out, of, sorry, out of this <laughs> copper, and the dancing around, and oh my God, the black woman was quite saving the black copper, and they were booting him in the head. Oh my God, they were. They I'm were not like following your story. Up. You talking about a black, a black female cop, copper, of police? Yeah, this is and real. A, and a and a white, a black female and a white male police, and what happened? Yep. This is a story that was in this Black Lives Matter TV show in England. No, that that's not on the on, that's not made up. This is a real video uh-huh. that some of these liberals have uploaded, uh, and it was so upsetting. They nearly killed this white copper. They, cut, they made a fake call. The two coppers turned up, the black and the and the white one, uh-huh. and they they were they were had him on the floor. They were stamping on his neck. So it was an ambush. They, it was a police ambush. They yeah. they tried to they tried to say okay, uh, there's a home break in at 1911 such and such drive, please send police and make sure one of them is white, and then so one came and they tackled the white officer and were stomping him. Yeah, and they were cheering, jumping, jump. It, it upset. And me this was promoted was on YouTube. You're saying? 
Yeah, it was on YouTube, and it, it, it was shown on one of the uh, the radio shows that are on uh, the British ones. That is that supposed fair. to show? Is that supposed to show that the the cops are bad? It sounds like they're making. Who was it that ambushed? Was it whites or was it blacks or who ambushed the cop? Black. It was it was blacks that ambushed the wow. cops, and they were laughing. And I can't believe another human being. He was he was stamping on this. A black, big fat black guy right. uh, was stamping on this white man, male white copper's You know what? Send me the information, Rachel. It's I'm kind of lost, actually. It's hard for me to oh, keep up you? with what you're talking about. Send me the info. Can you send me the info by email? The Hake Report? Yeah, I'll, I'll, the Hake Report at gmail.com. Yeah, sorry. I, I think no I was problem. getting a bit excited. But basically, the radio show showed it to show what these black hooligans were, and I just can't believe it's infiltrated into this com- uh, this country. And oh yeah, no, it's worldwide. I, yeah, that's that's it's totally true. They're spreading discord everywhere. I mean, in, if anything, England is further along in the destruction of the country than America is because you guys don't even have freedom of speech. You, you're only allowed yeah. to lie and pretend that whites are bad and. Everybody else is poor, innocent victims and should be leading the country. Yeah, it's it's really off the deep end over there. And Ireland, you said you're you're part Irish, right? Ireland has a homosexual prime minister. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That that didn't go down very well, I'll tell you. Uh, (laughs) No Second Amendment either. You guys don't even have a right to carry guns. I mean, I we barely do, honestly. Like when in California, you can't. You get you get a felony charge if you're caught with a gun. It's crazy. Yeah, you see. I mean, I, I've seen online, but I don't order it. Well, I don't order it now. I've seen like I said to my my partner, my boyfriend, not partner, boyfriend. Whoa. Don't <laughs> live with him. Don't live with him. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I said I, I want to get a secret taser, like that looks like a pen. Are you allowed to have it? To get attacked? No. Oh my but, gosh! No. What the heck? Yeah. You cannot even defend yourself. <laughs> so much for yeah, women's like, equality, am I right? That's, yeah, I mean, that's what, the great equalizer is a is a gun, for a woman. She can take down a a man no matter how big he is. If a you know if a male attacker were to come at a woman, pull out a gun and and uh, in some in most cases yeah. all it takes is brandishing the gun. In some cases, you got to shoot him. Anyways. Yeah, you, you see, all I wanted was a low voltage taser, not to knock them down, but to really electrocute them and hurt them. <laughs> right. And, th- and then I could, walk, I could walk away and go, do you know what's happened, officer? I'm a nurse. That's always a good one to throw in. <laughs> yeah, right. Man, I'm sorry, Rachel, but just be safe, be aware. Your, your best defense is awareness. And that way, uh, and also sanity, of course. If you doesn't matter if you're aware and you're insane, you're aware of just getting walking into a trap. Anyways, Rachel, it's good to hear from you. Take care. Yeah, sorry I rambled, James. I'm no just problem. A bit excited, but <laughs> say hi to Jesse for me because I've seen last week. Nice to all hear right, from you. To you all. All right. Thank you for what you do. Thank you. Take care. Yeah, Ireland. I don't think they elected that prime minister, but he came over to America. With his so-called husband partner thing guy, right 
in your face to Mike Pence, who's a Christian who doesn't support the madness. Mike Pence, I think he backed up that um, Christian lady who wouldn't even serve um, these fake wannabe marriage licenses to uh, homosexuals who wanted to pretend to be marrying each other. I say pretend because a marriage is not between men and men or women and women or any other uh, weird thing other than a man and a woman. So, am I getting background noise? Okay. Anyways, let me tell you, by the way, Women's Forum is this Thursday, ladies. We had an excellent men's forum. We're going to have it. I'm sure you're going to have an excellent women's forum. I promote it like crazy because they're some of the, like, they're, some, they're a highlight. They're a highlight for the month. Usually, officially, it's 7 p.m. to 8, 8.30. All right, ladies? For the men, we have so many men at the meetings. They usually go till 9, 9.30. <laughs> but officially, it's 7 to 8.30 p.m. Third Thursday of the month for the ladies. First Thursday of the month for men. Rebuildingtheman.com slash events. We normally put up the event announcement the week of. All right? The week of. So if you're trying to plan way ahead, call us. Give us a call if you're not sure, right? Um, even if you're overseas, I think you can call from Skype using 1-800-411-2663, which is 1-800-411-BOND. Did you know that you can call via Skype without even having to pay in order to call from, uh, you can call the radio show, which is the 888-77-JESSE, 1-888-775-3773. I didn't know that, but I found out that you can. That's so cool. I even tried calling it uh, myself from my Skype. And normally you have to pay a Skype-to-phone fee, but since it's a 800 or 888 number, those are so-called toll-free numbers, and Skype doesn't charge you. You don't have to pay for any extra service. So, yeah, immigration... Coming out of control again. Did you hear that? I told you about it in Hake News today. And this rhino outlet, Wall Street Journal. And some of you guys call it a rhino outlet drudge report. I haven't heard those exact words, but you guys say that drudge has changed. I guess I'll take your word for it, but... Uh, um, illegal crossings are back on the rise in the United States, and it's not those unaccompanied alien children anymore. <laughs> They're such liars. They want to pretend about, oh, we have to take care of the children. And Obama was letting those children come in illegally. And some of them were like 17, 18, 19, 20, calling themselves 16 and stuff like that. They lie about their age when they come in here. There are these guys that... I don't know if they just didn't have their dads in their lives and they went through puberty early like females do. Females go through puberty early if they don't have their father in their life. Statistically, it's true. Look it up. I, it's not from me. I heard it from some other book, right? But some of these guys seem kind of old, yeah, to attract a man because they don't have their father. It's a, it's a, God designed it like that. Or evolution, if you're one of those evolution guys. <laughs> but that's subversive. We don't give credence to evolution here. Um, but some of these people, they're lying. They're dishonest people, and they don't mind breaking the law, and they don't have any loyalty to America. They may claim to love America, 
<laughs> um, they claim to, you know, they will buy a child, right? Or they'll, like, pay money to have a child so that they, not to make a baby with their own bodies, right, the females, but to use a child, arrive and cross the border with a child because, oh, this bleeding heart, female-minded immigration system in America run by liberals and rhinos, which are the same thing as liberals, lets them stay more easily if they come with a child. So pathetic. But right now it's single adults from, from Mexico, from Mexico, coming back in across the border. I don't know if, I don't know what the COVID shutdowns are like over in Mexico right now, and I haven't been paying attention to the news in terms of, you know, there's these these wars with the cartels. The cartels are, like, pushing around the government. <laughs> it's crazy. We're opening the treasure chest, guys. But I don't know if it's crime that they're getting away from or oppressive anti-business policy that's going on in Mexico. I've had friends who are, like, they're illegals or they're coming from Mexico and they're working here. And some of them would talk about how um, it is not business-friendly in Mexico, so they come here for the opportunity and the easy money, although you have to pay for stuff that in Mexico you don't really have to pay for because it's more of a socialist country. And then they vote in for socialism here. But before, you know, several months ago, or in the past recent years, really, under the Trump administration and towards the end of the Obama administration, they had these so-called families, which they call a family unit a so-called mother and a so-called child. They call that a family. That's not a family. And so it's, it's really dishonest. A family is the father and mother with the child. And at that point, you don't need to be coming here. You have your family, right? <laughs> it's crazy. Because families... When it's the father and mother, they tend to do better wherever they are. In America, when, it, when it's the father and mother with the um, blacks, much less likely to be so-called poor. Did you know that? It's a fact. The differences in the pov- so-called poverty rates between blacks and whites, when it's married father and mother, it all but disappears. That's according to like Thomas Sowell or one of those black smart guys, right? One of those researchers that is, I take their word for it because they've looked into it. I'm not that interested in looking into it. But common sense says you're doing fine. But over the past five years, there was a surge in so-called asylum seekers. They're not illegals. They're asylum seekers. So want to be refugees, right? Fleeing, you know, the, the tired line of the mainstream media is um, extreme poverty and gang violence and terrorism or whatever. Yeah, right. Um, And also unaccompanied alien children. Obama let them in like crazy during like 2014 especially. From Central America. They come all the way up through Mexico into America. Some of them lie too. There was one guy that, that came into my house when I was a kid because my mother forgot to lock the garage door. And he just waltzed right in and went to our bedroom. I wasn't, meaning the boys' bedroom. I wasn't awake, but my brother thought that a family friend had come to visit us. No, he went to 
my sisters are my guests, and then he went to my parents' bedroom, and my father's like, Praise the Lord, get out of here, stuff like that. <laughs> kind of like casting him out <laughs> or whatever. And then he basically was able to communicate that he wanted to, maybe he got the neighbor across the street who speaks Spanish, communicated that he wanted to stay. And by the way, the neighbor across the street says, you, you're lucky that you came to this house. My wife keeps a knife or a gun under her pillow. She would have killed you. But um, my dad let him, he wanted to stay in this illegal from, like, Guatemala, wanted to stay in the, our van, the van that we had. And then, like, my dad's like, no, you can stay in the back of my truck. He had a pickup truck with a shell over it, and it had carpet. The kids would ride in the back. We had a little belt thing. Um, but he let him stay in the, in the back of the truck, so I saw him. And he let him stay in the back of the truck <laughs> and sleep in. And then in the morning, we were going off to church. My dad didn't go to church at that time. And he was talking with the neighbor and with the cops, and he was claiming to be from Mexico, but my neighbor, our neighbor, was interviewing him, he's also Mexican, would say, no, I think he's Guatemalan, he doesn't know about the food and stuff, and they'll lie so that they can get deported just back to Mexico so it's a closer trek to come back to America rather than be deported all the way back to whatever, to uh, Guatemala. So, my dad's one of those nice whites. <laughs> let, the, let the illegal alien home invader <laughs> stay in the back of his truck. Oh my gosh. Crazy story. And I did not dream that one. There's these stories that I tell that I think might have been a dream. But anyways, um, yeah. And they come out, come in, yeah, all in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is recounted from my mother, so maybe it's like a little bit stretched, but it was like the next day because I saw him in the back of the truck with like these blankets on him. <laughs> and then he's like talking with it, wiping the sleep from his eyes. He's talking to, I think the cops were there. Crazy story, huh? Lucky that he wasn't a worse, uh, worse thing, right? <laughs> This guy who came in. Yeah, so normally my mother locks the garage door. <laughs> I think it was before home alarms were the norm, too. Crazy story. Anyways, I gotta go. It's 11 a.m. here in Los Angeles. Enjoyed talking with you guys. Let me just double check the last Super Chats. Azador gave a diamond. Thank you, man. Appreciate the subscriptions and all that. And Big Mamajas, or Mamajas, says, Justice Roberts is in hot water, good for Clarence Thomas. And I tried to Google what he was talking about while I was listening to Rachel, uh, but I didn't find it. But interesting, look out for news from the great Justice Clarence Thomas, living hero of, of Men's History Month. All right, take care, guys. TheHakeReport.com for my stuff. JesseLeePeterson.com for Jesse's stuff. All right, bye.
Yeah.